this is Whitney. And this is Hysterical Hysterical Women. Women. The podcast that no one asks for about our thoughts about gender in our society. Each week we're going to dissect events macro and micro to determine if we think this week was a win or a loss for feminism. (laughs) Hello. Oh, hello. And we're back in the internet cyberspace. Internet cyberspace studio. Did you ever watch that show on PBS Cyber Cyber Chase? No, that sounds scary though. Um, yeah, it was scary, but also amazing. It was about these like kids, or were they robot? I think they were kids, and they were like helping this like kind of motherboard television. And there was such a catchy song. It was like Sabbath Chase. We're moving. We're grooving. We're beating hacker at his game. It was so good. Wow. Uh, I must have missed that one, but I did watch a lot of Wishbone on PBS. <gasps> What's the that? Story? Wishbone. <laughs> that dog is so good. An incredible actor. If I just giving. Yeah, just giving, just listening, <laughs> just breathing, just being in the moment always. I wish that I could have been like one of the like costumer costumers on that set and just be like I think we need another eye patch for this one to really sell it you know yeah I have there are some like creepy episodes though oh yeah nine 90s or early 2000s children television shows the writers were kind of like well where is the line we don't know <laughs> yeah I think the kids should be a little scared and I think that that's beautiful because now we all grow up with a healthy amount of fear in our lives. Yeah. Low grade anxiety that prepared us for what was to come. My room is like on the fire escape and I'm, I'm always so sure someone's going to like come up the stairs. That's But it also it's like kind of, will it be a ghost? I don't know. Do you believe in ghosts? <sighs> I don't know, but one time John was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is haunted, but one time I saw a colonial boy at the end of my bed when I, in the middle of the night. <laughs> How old was he when he saw that? This <laughs> two years ago, like in his uh, adult apartment. Well, <laughs> yeah, I believe in ghosts personally. So and I one of his roommates was so scared of ghosts and they were all like, John, you can't tell him. John, you cannot tell him. Did he tell him? I think he did find out, and then that he doesn't live there anymore. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what are your ghost experiences? Well, just, like, I feel like I've had a lot of, like, supernatural experiences. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's saved for another podcast, though. Okay, We're a different app, a different app. Deep dive into them. We'll, we'll get you on paranormal activity. Is that what they do in that show? Sure. I don't know. I think so. I just want one of those. Um, it's like a metal detector, but it's like you're detecting for paranormal activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I want that. If you're a paranormal activity expert and you want to sponsor our podcast, just comment below and we just will pick you up. We'll hook, we'll hook it up. And by that, I mean, we'll put on the outfits. I assume there's outfits and kind of go, go around with the little, it's really Ghostbusters-y. I used to that watch- is what Ghostbusters is, right? Uh, I, I think so. I remember. I actually only saw the remake and I 
and I really wanted to love it. Didn't, but yeah, that was <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, do you have a question you want to ask? You want I sh- to ask this week? Okay, I have two. Okay, cool. First off, yeah. Here's a question for everybody: Is it rude uh-huh. to change the comforter on your bed, but now you're sharing your room? with your longtime boyfriend, he put his comforter on it. I didn't like the color Uh and I liked my color better of mine one. So when he wasn't in the room, I moved it. Is that bad? (laughs) Um, Well, let me answer that question for me. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, No. No. I think it, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I, okay. Here's what I think is that you can do what you need to do for the time being and in the future pick a comforter out together oh that but i like my comforter (laughs) (laughs) just buy the same one with him okay okay yeah in your happiness yeah he's not mad he's not mad he like he's like that's fine and that's why he's perfect <laughs> I similarly got mad at John the other day because he was being too nice and it was annoying to me. And I'm just like, stop. It's like, come on, give us something to talk about on our podcast. God. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's fine, especially if he's fine with it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's your other question? Um, what is your idea of a perfect date? In quarantine. Uh, that reminds you of that question of Miss Congeniality. Oh, uh, that. And she's like, it's a little warm. And it's not too cold. Just the perfect temperature for a nice sweater. That movie is so good. It's so, it's so good. Um, the other day, John and I got takeout at this burger restaurant and they had shakes also, like pie shakes. But I got a strawberry shortcake shake. And what does a pie shake mean? Like they put ice cream and a piece of pie in a blender. Have you not had this? That's psycho amazing. It's pretty good. I'm actually not really a pie person or an ice cream person, but it's like really good. I am a both. I, I actually am not really a milkshake person. Oh, I, milkshake is like usually the only ice cream I like. Milkshake? Can I say something a little bit gross? Okay. <laughs> Milkshake is kind of how I feel like if you can't chew your food anymore. That's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I w- I'm very excited to try that. I think you'll like it. I think you will. Um, but yeah, we picked that up and then we went and ate it on a grassy knoll and then it started raining. And then we had to like run back to the car, but it started raining like right at the end. And so it was kind of like fun to like run. It was like, it was like the scene in the notebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's my answer. What's your answer? Um, my answer was it happened last night. Let me set the scene. <laughs> okay. I come out of our reading meeting and just already made is a full tray of nachos. Oh, you love that. Made by my two loves of my life, my roommate and John. (laughs) And then we all split the rental. It's $3. We all pay a dollar to rent 13 going on 30 Mm -hmm. and watch it while we eat nachos. John had never seen it. He was like, oh, I think I'll probably just like watch a little, like go take a shower. He, it's a great, it's a film. 
It's a film. He absolutely adored it. Was just laugh, laugh, laughing at all the right parts. It filled <laughs> me and my roommate with so much joy. <sighs> Honestly, there are few things as good as showing someone you love something that you love and them loving it. Like that yeah. time I made you watch Sons of Provo for like two hours. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, it was just, it was, it was chef's kiss amazing. And it was like, so attainable it's like that's beautiful that is attainable um also my sidebar about 13 going on 30 is recently my mama and i this week we're talking about billy joel and she's she was saying her favorite billy joel song is vienna and i was like oh my gosh that's my favorite billy joel song we're like wait what and but i know it from 13 going on 30 yes my roommate was like i listened to this song like before a lot of really important events because of this movie yeah it i think a lot of like my um kind of life goal structures fashion mm. is like based on that movie unfortunately and my love for mark ruffalo and oh. specifically that nightgown she wears to work oh my god to pull that off. And also the dress when she has her hair up in those little ponytails and she goes to the party and she has like a ring pop or something. And she's like, I have these fantastic boobs to fill it yeah. out. And she like, like grabs her boobs in the elevator and the girl's, the like, girl's like, oh, I want that. No, there's also the best um, prop work where she wraps a fruit roll up. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking about. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> the, it's so good but the one thing is <laughs> we realized it's like there's just like you know it's the it's 2004 so there really is no diversity in that film sure. um and they really could have done better in that way so like when she's like i want to see my sister's my best friend's sister on the cover of them it was it's just like she takes down all the boards and it's just like it was like once all these like kind of drugged out white women and it's just like more white women and you're like, oh, okay. So it's like, it's like, not, it's not like that much of rebranding. <laughs> you yeah. can do better. But also then we just looked at Jennifer Gardner's Instagram for like an hour. She, she looks incredible. She looks incredible. And she is so cute. Yeah, she really is. One time I just watched this video of her like straining vegetables and I was just like, <laughs> I would watch you all day, Jennifer Garner. And when she had that like cobalt blue dress at the Oscars recently, and she was presenting, I think. Yeah, she's 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 a class act, that lady. Number one, I would say. <laughs> We're coming for you, Jennifer. What's your question? My question is when is the last time that you cried during a trailer? Oh. I do that a lot. What was the one? You know what it was? What? <laughs> the King of Staten Island, Pete Davidson's <laughs> new movie. <laughs> Sometimes films about a male narrative really hit me. I don't know what it is, but like happens with Friday Night Lights. It happened with that movie. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't know. It's that movie looks good. I'm gonna say I don't even. I'm not like a Pete Davidson stan, but they it look like good. they did a good job. Yeah. It what? What? Good. It, um. When was when was the last time you cried during a trailer? Um. Mine would be just before this call when I was watching. Um. There's a new Apple Plus show that's coming out next week 
called Dear dot dot dot. And it's like there's 10 people in it. It's like, you know, there's Oprah and Spike Lee and Stevie Wonder and Lin Manuel Miranda and like all these people that are like really famous and influential and just like the impact, the like ripple effects that they've had on people's lives and like what they've inspired. And I mean, like someone being like, I like listen to your music and that's what got me through my chemotherapy or things like that. And I just am like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I'm also like, what amazing timing for that to be coming out in a couple weeks. Um, I mean, I feel like documentaries are a whole, they know how to twist the emotion knife. Oh yeah. That, the word that smith. The emotion knife. Um, <laughs> and it's just so good. They, yeah. know, they know how to story tell. They do, and they're able to reverse engineer stories, so that's lucky. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you start with Oprah, you really, it's easy. It's easy. It's really just like, yeah, she inspired literally millions of people. Did you uh, see the video of her with the giant cabbage? <laughs> yes. Wait, did you share it? I can't remember why I saw it. I shared it. Um, that was so good. Um, yeah, it was amazing. <sighs> Is she, is she at her place in, in Maui? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if cabbages get that big there. And also, like, yeah, I would spend quarantine there, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, do you have a macro you want to jump into? Yeah. Of the macro, I feel like the internet has really talked a huge amount about it, so I don't really know if we have to go super in-depth, but you've probably heard about the Amy Cooper Central Park white woman phone call with the dog. Christian Cooper was a black bird watcher who was in Central Park trying to enjoy himself. Uh, Amy Cooper had her dog. They're not related. Which yeah, they just both have the same last name of Cooper, which made Cooper. a lot of the stories kind of... <laughs> Very guys, it's actually hard to follow. Um, but but that's what happens when it's real. Sometimes, anyway. Um, and she had the dog off the leash, which you're not supposed to do. And he was recording it. And then she goes into the most insane. It's so it's so insane. I mean, you can watch the video, but she she's like stop filming. She's like coming close to him, even though it's COVID, six feet apart, people, and he's like, I'm, I'm filming you. Like you have to put your dog on the leash. And she is like, turn it off right now. Turn it off right now. I'm going to call the cops that you're harassing. He's not harassing, but she like calls the cops and, and puts on, puts on I mean, yes, helpless woman act. And I'm just like, you know what? That's come on. It's so bad for so many reasons. For so many reasons. Like, obviously, she she was just like insanely racist. Like biggest problem, but also like also crying wolf. Like just <sighs> it, it's like it, and it just like undercuts everyone who actually is a victim. Like just to to see someone go so fast into into this manipulation of the institutionalized racism and like that she knew that that was going to work. Well, I mean, she it obviously didn't, but she was like, "Oh, this is a narrative that people will buy is if I call the cops and tell them that a that like an African American male is is attacking me." She just was like exploiting this. It's so bad. It's so bad, and it's just like, and there are there are so many other people like that. 
I mean, she's like done this public apology and like Christian Cooper actually like accepted it, which is like, he was like, she's racist, but like, I do think the apology is honest, but it's like, how fast can our brains do that? I don't know. It's just, it's so. I think it's hard too, because one of the things that's like stood out to me is like, it is clear that she was in a place of fear. My, like my thinking is it, it's like we're all kind of in this heightened place where everything feels kind of scary right now. And like, I think she had just rescued this dog and she ended up giving the dog back, I read, um, to the rescue shelter. But like, I do believe that she was afraid, like right or wrong. But the fact that she diverted to like racism is like, okay, well, that was already in your brain. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. That's not like... Like, even though maybe she wouldn't have said that if she wasn't afraid, it had to have been in your mind for you to say that. Absolutely. And 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 we don't know how, like, repressed or intrinsic it is. Like, but it's just so scary that, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and to watch it on video, just, like, see how fast that can unfold. You're just, yeah. like... And uh, another interesting things that I read was like a lot of people like she's clearly a MAGA supporter nope she was like registered Democrat like in New York City it's not like she was like in the middle of Kentucky Central Park she's in Central Park and yeah I think it's just like so it's a big problem it's a failure on so many fronts like definitely a loss for feminism but also just I think general humanity yeah (sighs) <sighs> yeah I think we uh and we can all do better um well I have some a, a good news thing luckily <laughs> look at you you're always like bringing it happy <laughs> and I just like um, to wallow we all need we, we equal each other out it's perfect okay so this is that the world celebrates Central America's first same-sex marriage after Costa Rica passes a trailblazing legislation. And yes. um, yeah, a historic milestone for LGBTQ community. Costa Rica just hosted the first legally recognized same-sex wedding ceremony um, for these two beautiful brides. And it was aired on national television after a three-hour broadcast on the importance of marriage equality. And yeah, I, the, it was like the first like legal marriage, but okay. So the nation's constitutional court forced order parliament to strike down their laws against same sex marriage back in August, 2018 after ruling that the ban was unconstitutional. So it's like been this, I mean, obviously it's been a process since 2020. If this is the first, um, the first legal same sex marriage, but um, anyway, I thought that was worth celebrating. And I think that a win for LGBTQ rights is a win for all of us and like as we work on finding more gender parity that means marriage equality and all all that so I thought that was a win that's a win that's one for feminism for humanity and it's like it's so cute like this this beautiful beautiful wedding there's like the photo is like the um the officiant she like has a mask on but the brides are standing like overlooking costa rica and um they're just like these two beautiful brides and i was like that is some good news that's awesome i'm so happy for them that that makes me feel happy yeah 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 do you have a micro i have two so okay i think that so i was on um a zoom call with my parents and my sister and my grandmother. 
it's a loss because we were talking about cancel culture, but I think the win is that we were teaching my grandmother about cancel culture. <laughs> that is a win. And she was like, oh my gosh, that is so interesting. And I was just like, look at you. You're learning. You're growing. I think it's beautiful. I think it's like really easy to assume that someone, that people are just like, that's, that person's never going to learn. They're just like stuck in their ways. And then it's like, wait, no, that's actually not true at all. People can still learn and change at any age. Yeah. She's rocking it out. And also she had a really fun, I think the Simpsons background because uh, she's learning about Zoom backgrounds. So she's she crushing it. All kinds of good things. She's fun. She's a, she's a, she's a fun lady. Fun lady. Uh, and the, okay, so here's my other macro. I mean, we've kind of touched upon this a bunch of times kind of talking about, it's kind of in the cancel culture strata, uh, but talking about can we still enjoy the art when it's like kind of problematic or like dated because it's getting warm outside um and kind of in like the spring summer uh music world i have a soft spot for this musician called schwazy i don't know if anyone <laughs> so nervous you were gonna be like for chris brown for no no um, no yeah no <laughs> No one else really likes him except me and one of my friends. And we kind of are always like, we don't know why no one else likes this. Um, and then, uh, so I was like kind of uh, torturing John by playing it. Um, Cause I think they're nothing but bops. And some of the lyrics are P sexist. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And I just, I think it's a loss for feminism that I like that. <laughs> I don't even know if it's, I like, I was, I'm not really listening to the lyrics. It's more just like, you know, the summertime hits. Um, you I don't know if a letter. And say, hey, Shwayze. I'm Nora. Um, <laughs> how are you? Big fan, long time listener, big fan. <sighs> I wish you wouldn't. It's just like, I don't know if it's fair for me to like him and then be like, well, 303. <laughs> I, I think 303 is worse than I don't know where we draw the line uh he just does say some stuff about like you know an objectifying world is it current music no 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 it's absolutely early 2000s so so maybe it's about like viewing this art art um (laughs) this art with kind of a perspective of understanding because when I listen to it I know I know what parts are problematic and not to propagate that. I think the worst product is like, it's not really good. (laughs) John was like, John was like listening to it. And he was like, you better talk about this on your podcast. Why do you like this? (laughs) It's like, he's like, you need to admit your mistakes. I know. And I, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm admitting. I think it's really going to confuse my Spotify playlist when it like makes it for you because Uh like, it's not usually my jam. And they're gonna be like, what are you doing, Nora? They're like, who got on your account? <laughs> huh. Well, I don't have answers for you. I know. I'm gonna have to do some more deep diving into Swayze and I'm gonna do a Google, I'm gonna see, and then I'm going to evaluate and I'll let you know next time what I've come back with. I feel like it's also like hard with like with a movie, it's like you watch it once, usually. 
like with songs, I feel like you do, like I listen to the same things over and over. Yeah. But also, is it like a reclaiming thing? <laughs> you are so proud of yourself for that. <laughs> oh, we did a reclaiming thing. Oh, is she reclaiming it? That's what my friend said. She said I could reclaim it. Yeah, you could. You definitely and can. she is getting her PhD. So, so we listen to her then. I'll have to marinate on it. The thing is that you're aware of it and you're not like, I mean, I feel like it's different if there's like someone who's listening to that and like forming their opinions about life and women. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely, definitely not doing that. Just like, you know, bopping a little on my little run. Yeah. We're all doing our best. Um, okay. Well, my micro is kind of a combination of, I saw this article that I don't think is like really, I don't want to claim that it's microly involved in my life because that's offensive to the author, but it did get me thinking about application in my life, but it's an opinion article on, in the New York times, which by the way, I finally had to subscribe to. And I was like mad because they said that they could leave it for free during COVID and they're not. So, um, that's rude. New York times. If you're listening, I don't want you to sponsor us. All the New York times is like, oh, we've got to get our subscription. They're sending it to you right now. Don't worry. It's coming. They're going to mail me back my $4 that I spent. Okay. So the title is on being a trans woman and giving up makeup. And it's a, it's written by a trans woman who, Um, She basically just, like, chronicles her experience on transitioning and how, like, when she first transitioned, she felt this pressure to be really, like, feminine and, like, wear heels and makeup and, like, have long hair and all these things. And then kind of, like, over time, she's been like, oh, that's not, like, that's just a construct of, like, what women are supposed to be and I don't have to. And she kind of felt like she found this balance that, like, really was working for her. But then she went to her college reunion when she was in college, it was before she transitioned. And someone was like, you look exactly the same. And she was like, that's so offensive because I've transitioned my gender. But, and so then she kind of like spiraled about being like, wait, do I look the same if I'm not being this like hyper feminine woman? And anyway, I thought it's a really good article. I can link it in the, in the show notes if you also want to pay for a New York Times subscription. But I, I guess it also got me thinking, I have a friend who posted, she's like, since quarantine, how many of you have given up makeup? And she teaches voice lessons. It's my friend, Chelsea, who I gave a shout out to last week. You're obsessed with apparently. Literally obsessed with her. Wouldn't marry her. I would, except she just got married. But she, she was, she teaches on Zoom. So, but she was just like, yeah, I like don't really wear makeup anymore, and I feel good about it, and like I feel like I might not after after quarantine. And like she had a post uh, or like a survey, and a lot of people were also not wearing makeup. But then I also saw something, and I feel like this is more what where my brain has been, unfortunately, is like being on Zoom so much and seeing your reflection so much, you become hyper aware of what you look like, mm-hmm. and like. I've noticed myself and I th- I was thinking about it. I think it comes down to three, t- three things. One is that like looking at myself so much more than normal that I'm just like aware of what I look like. And then two, spending so much more time on social media and seeing like filtered people and people with like all this, like who have a full face of makeup or who have had work done or whatever. And just like comparing myself to that. And then 
third, just like having so much more time now, I feel like to like fixate on things and be like, maybe I should change this. Or like, what if I do this? Or like, I should try face masks or whatever. And I don't know. I just feel like this time of quarantine is like, I don't know that it's crossed the line to being unhealthy. Although it's not something that I really like, I feel like normally I'm very much like, get to a place you feel good about the way you look. And then like, don't think about it after you leave the house, like just whatever. And I feel like because I'm spending more time on zoom, I'm like still seeing myself a lot more anyway. So I just think it's like giving me a moment to be like, it's interesting that I think that people are kind of going one of those two ways of either like caring less or like getting even more like nitpicky about their physical appearance. And I, I think I'm assuming I'm making an assumption here, but I don't think that's something that my husband relates to. And I'm guessing is more of a problem for women than for men. So Mm. that feels like maybe a loss. Yeah. I think it's a lot. It's a loss unless you're feeling empowered by doing what you want. You know, like I think some people it's like, you know what? Showering in the morning makes me feel good. Haven't heard of it. Brushing your teeth before 2 PM feels good. For some people, and some people, it's like putting on full makeup or like getting an outfit. And I just, I mean, like, I think we always just have to keep checking in with who we're doing it for. Yes, I agree with that. But I think it's very easy to be like, I need to do it for the followers or for everyone who's like, I want everyone on Zoom to think that I'm still thriving in quarantine or whatever, instead of being like, this is how I feel. I don't know. I think it's no, very- I think it's a really good point. Cause I do feel like for me, I like need endorphins. So I do need to keep working out. Like I do, like I work with clients and I do want to come like showing up feeling professional. And so like, I do think that's like a big motivator, but then I also am like catching myself having these other times. Where I'm like, maybe I should also change this thing. And like, maybe like, the, I don't know, just like kind of fixating it, I guess more than normal where I feel like the line gets a little blurry. Yeah. And I think then it's about just like being like, 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 like shaking it out and being like, okay, you know what? No makeup today because I don't actually want that. And that's gorgeous as ever. Thank you. And I even wash my hair. So, so, so that's actually makeup. Washing hair is makeup in quarantine. (laughs) You know what I mean? Brushing teeth is makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But also it just made me feel like upset about being a blonde because I'm like you know what if I had not blonde eyebrows and eyelashes maybe I wouldn't wear makeup yeah you should fight the brunettes yeah what fisticuffs <laughs> what um that's just a line from a play that I was in called Oliver Twist I was the artful dodger wow the artful dodger it's actually I think the part that I should play Good. Well, you did. So yeah. So check, check. No, but I think like you know, in for more. Oh, great! The so. Broadway revival guys call Nora. That's because cool. I do anything. It's just because you really get to do like a Cockney British accent. Is yeah. it Cockney? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, um, <laughs> but it's something like that. <laughs> Gorgeous. Well, um, do you have an artist you want to highlight? Yes. Well, first off, I would like to... Uh, this is a man artist. Whoa. Branching out, trying new things on this podcast. But a, a, a brother of a family friend made a loaf of bread for me and dropped it off today. 
Yeah, that is the artist of the week. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> and 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 he's working on a stencil uh-huh. of a bicycle, and it's on the top of the bread. And he's a self-taught bread maker. Wow. He's not listening to this podcast because I can't. Never told him. <laughs> don't really know him. Learning. Met him today after he met me when I was a kid. His name's David, and I am eternally grateful. I can't wait to cut into that bad boy. Woo! We're gonna have toast tonight. I'm sorry I haven't sent you your jam yet. That is gonna well my roommate's also learning how to bake bread. I bought her I bought her fresh yeast the other day. We are gonna get up to some bananas, bananas, bananas things. Um okay, wait, I have one more. Are you gonna kill me? (laughs) Are you gonna hit me through the phone? Um, this is the computer. So yeah, huh? Um my last one. Mm-hmm. Whitney, is you? What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because yesterday you really inspired me by sharing the first draft of a feature that that reading. And I thought that was freaking awesome because I think it's so scary to share your work. You're like, it was pretty bad. So that was pretty brave of you. <laughs> um, did you, did you actually hear those words coming out of my mouth? No, you're right. You're right. I didn't. Just take the compliment. Okay. Take a little compliment, buddy. Thank um, you. But I, I really thought that was awesome. And I, I think the movie is great, but I think that like the way that you just like presented it with confidence and like took the notes and it was just like, oh, oh, that you can, it's easy to do that. Or it's not easy, but like you made it look achievable. Thank you. And so it was very inspiring to me and I'm excited to see where that movie goes. And I'm excited to like share my script because now I, I have a little bit of confidence to be able to do it. So thank you. You're going to be amazing. I can't wait. Thank you. I want to highlight a filmmaker named Aliyah Namath. And I, you and I met her together a while ago at um, a party. (laughs) And yeah, anyway, (laughs) she's a director, filmmaker, photographer, um, in New York City, and she responded to Governor Cuomo's challenge to make a PSA, to make a PSA, 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 <laughs> to make a PSA about wearing masks in in New York City. And so she made this um, this like minute long PSA that's like wear your masks, and she won. She won <gasps> like uh, like two or five thousand. I know that's a big difference, but there's still a lot of applicants and she won and it's like really good and I think it's like so cool and she like talks about how she went out with her like production company and like they were all six feet apart making it that's awesome and they all had masks on and just like she was like she did this interview where she's like it was just nice to feel connected to people again but I just thought that was like such an amazing use of her time and talent I don't know if there was some like award for it but she definitely wasn't like paid to make it mm-hmm. anyway I was just super inspired by it of someone like using their gifts for like something really important and the, the PSA that she made is really amazing so anyway link that link that that's so awesome yeah also let's remember wear your masks yeah also wear your masks yay yay <laughs> wait win loss I don't know um I had a win and a loss I had you had a loss a win and a loss I had I had a loss in Schwazies I don't know what that is my grandmother was a win my grandmother was a win yeah 
Your grandmother uh-huh. was a win, and the legislation changes in Costa Rica were a win. So, but everything else was a big loss. It was like it was like when you're bowling and you get half. Yeah, yeah, it's and then fair. you play again, and then you don't hit any that time. It just goes into the gutter. Yeah. And then you say, hey, can we actually have bumpers? And they say, no. Uh, that's actually for kids only. Actually, that's for babies. Are you a baby? And you say, yeah, sometimes I'm a baby, okay? Sometimes I want to be a baby. Hold me like a baby. Um, and then you go and pick up the bumpers yourself when they're not looking. And then you accidentally break them because you actually were too strong for them. Because <laughs> they actually are for babies. Like and you're yeah, sometimes when I bowl, actually most times I fall down every time I roll the ball because of how I do my stance. It's like, it just is like a deep lunge and then my legs give way. (laughs) We've had a lot of deep lunge experiences together. And by we, I mean, you have had a lot of deep lunge experiences in my company. Wait, what others? I feel like there have been multiple times that you've done a deep lunge and then been like, I just pulled my groin. Oh yeah. I'm constantly thinking that my little flappy legs can (laughs) handle it and and, and she and she can't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) on that note on that note bye thanks for listening if you listened if you like the pod hit subscribe and leave us a review also if you have a mac or event that you'd like us to cover slide into our dms on instagram at hysterical women